this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only becky newton Woo! i'm my own applause now because i'm i'm here at home so i'm just going to applaud listen i love someone that applauds for themselves it's great right like if you can't applaud for yourself what are you going to applaud for if you can't applaud for yourself what is going on? How are you today? Tell me everything. I'm great. I'm, I'm um, very happy to be here. Lincoln Lawyer drops. Is that what they say about Netflix? I don't know the words. What are the words? Listen, the kids say, and I'm not what saying that I'm say? a kid. The kids say drops. It drops today. Today's the actual day. Today's the day it drops. And I couldn't be prouder of this show. I mean, congratulations. Listen, now I have to say, you know, cause like when you do an interview like this, you know, I sat down with Christopher Gorham last week, you figure like, I'm going to watch the first episode. I'm going to just check it out. Okay. I am on the sixth episode. And the only reason I'm on the sixth episode is because there's not enough hours in the day. Like this show is so freaking good. Thank you so much. I'm glad to hear that. I think the hope is that people are desperate to know what happens next. And that's really good to know. You better get to those other four. They get better and better as the season goes on. Listen, I'm just like, oh my God, I have to do this before I see Becky. And I'm just like, oh, there's just not enough hours. But it's so, it leaves you on the edge of your seat, right? I agree. Yes. And I think that that was the point. It's like, it's this incredible story with these great actors set in LA and LA looks so beautiful in the show. It's like, it's, it's like, it's this whole other character. 
And I think people will be on the edge of their seats and also be entertained and find themselves laughing sometimes, even though it's the show about a murder trial. So it really has something for everyone. Well, you play Lorna Taylor. Like, how did this role come to you? I, as uh, most of my career, I've just been incredibly lucky. And this came along um, and Lorna on the page was Mickey's second ex-wife. She works in his office. And right away, I just saw her as this very bold and fun character. I thought, wouldn't it be great to be a character that doesn't look like she belongs in a courtroom or a law office? Because I'm not going to lie, I like getting dressed up. I like playing characters that are a little bold. Perhaps I got that from Amanda when I shot Ugly Betty. Um, I thought it would be great. And they were so open to me putting my spin on this character. And I got to wear some great clothes and say some great lines and work with great people. So I, I had I obviously had a blast doing the whole thing. That, that was one of my questions because like, right, Amanda was so much fun, but even in like weird loners, like you've played a lot of really fun characters. Like, so that wasn't necessarily written into this character. You just kind of made that your own and said, she's going to be fun. I think I, I couldn't really help it. I think I was really interested to see how I could add a little bit of that, like the boldness that I enjoy um, in a lot of my parts. I like that. I, I sort of can't help that that comes out. Um, so I thought, what would that be like in a drama? I've done so much comedy. How could I ground this type of character in this in this sort of more serious context? I also had a pug as a co-star, which never hurts. Lightens the mood all every time. You just put the pug in the, in the shot, have the pug walk around me. It's great. That usually helps. Like, how do you think Lorna was different from some of the other roles you play? Just that this isn't really a straight up comedy? No, I think Lorna, um, is really smart and not that Amanda wasn't smart, wasn't smart. Um, but Lorna has a fierce intelligence. We know that she went to law school. We know that she's pursuing law in the future. So there was something sort of the combination of her fearlessness, her how bold she is with her fierce intelligence, I think created a new type of character for me that I've never played before. So like when you get that call and you hear like, oh, by the way, this is David E. Kelly. I mean, do we do we have to think about this? Do we take no, a pause? No, we didn't have to think about this at all. I, I couldn't believe it. It's it's like I said, it's not something I've done in the past. And I love trying new things. And I thought, what would it be like to be in a legal drama? And I loved doing it. I hope I, I hope I get to do more of it. We shall see. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. And I jumped at the opportunity. Did you watch like Boston Legal, L.A. Law, Ally McBeal, any of these Allie other- Ally McBeal, I think this sort of quirky tone in these more dramatic settings is something I've always loved. There's something a little um, off about the characters. They're they're imperfect. And I, I love imperfect characters. I've always loved playing them. I think we're all a little imperfect in our own lives. And that's a really cool thing to explore within the characters I've been able to play. So like you said, you played Mickey's second wife. Did you get together with Nev Campbell and say, hey, we're both ex-wives. We have to figure this out. <laughs> no. I, well, here's a great story. I love I've loved Nev Campbell. She's been one of my idols my entire life. So my first day on set, it was a scene between Nev's character, Maggie, and my character, Lorna. And we're sort of standing there awkwardly. And Nev said right away, can we not make this about two catty women? Can we make this about two women who, yes, have both been married to the same man, but are here to support him and kind of support each other? And I was blown away. She's so cool and she's so smart. And I was just so happy because, you know, when you meet your idol and they actually kind of... Um, are everything you hope for and more. That's exactly what happened that day. And it really helped the relationship between our two female characters. It so easily could have been uh, two women who were kind of against each other and, and Nev made sure that wasn't how this was gonna go. 
how did Nev become one of your idols? Did you grow up just uh, loving Party of Five? Party of Five. It was Party of Five. I was so obsessed with Party of Five. I loved her, particularly her character. I think, um, you know, everyone I knew could just identify so much with, I think it's just the way she plays it. There's also something about Nev that's so smart and so cool. And she's so different. I've never encountered another actress that's like Nev. And I, I couldn't believe I got to work with her up close. Party of Five was such a great. It was such a good show. It was great. It was a great show. Did you watch, like, I mean, I know it's not based exactly on like the same part of the book, but like, did you see Lincoln Lawyer, the movie with Matthew McConaughey? I did. I did. I have three kids, so I didn't have time to read like all six books, but I did have time to watch the Matthew McConaughey movie. And what a good movie that is. What, what a great movie that is. What about, like, do you have any background, like, in anything legal? Like, I'm actually a lawyer. I mean, I obviously am not what? practicing any. I know. it's And here wow. I am, right? No, so, I'd never so. even been into a courtroom until I was on set. So, no, I have zero legal background. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs, joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com slash velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. 
you guys know that I'm out here living my best life this summer in the Hamptons. And look, I mean, part of that was like, I kind of doubled down on my therapy with Talkspace. Like I need a clear head. I'm going to have a good summer. And look, I mean, a lot of thoughts and emotions and life situations, you know, they get in my way. I'm sure they get in everyone's way and they stack up and, you know, it's, there's no shame in today's day and age and, you know, saying, Hey, I I need to talk to someone. And I personally don't want to talk to my friends. I don't want a bunch of yes people that are just going to, you know, yes me to death. I really find that talk space and talking to a licensed trained therapist, someone that has an outside perspective has really helped me. And I love, you know, that I am out here in the Hamptons. You don't need to go to someone's office. This can all be done over the phone, Zoom. It's a great way to get high level therapy and the help you need at like a fraction of the cost. So listen, if your thoughts and emotions are piling up, listen, it's the summer guys, you need to have a happy summer. You can match with one of their dedicated therapists today at talkspace.com and you use promo code velvet during signups to get $100 off your first month. That's $100 off at talkspace.com with promo code velvet. I got to tell you guys about Radix Remedies. Listen, there's so much to choose from on the Radix site. You know, if it's on there, it's better than the rest. The best thing that I love on there is the THC gummies. I mean, they're pretty self-explanatory. It's a cannabis edible. It takes the mystery dosing out of it. You know, just what you're getting when you take a gummy. And listen, they really help reduce my anxiety and just chill me out. They help me concentrate to be able to bring you this podcast five freaking days a week. I also, I have trouble sleeping, so I love their sleepy bears. They're delicious. And I mean, they actually work. They help me sleep. They're cannabis and melatonin infused. And let's face it, I mean, cannabis is a good time. And all Also, you can immediately reduce anxiety on the flight anywhere with their Delta 8 THC vapes, which don't clog and they work freaking awesome. So go to radixremedies.com, enter code velvet. You get 15% off with promo code velvet. That's right. 15% off. I mean, if that's not something that's going to help you reduce your anxiety, I don't know what will. Radixremedies.com, 15% off with code velvet and enjoy. Have I ever been into a law office? I don't I don't think so. So only on set. I only know the David E. Kelly version of this legal world. Well, listen, if you have, I mean, there's really nothing more you need to know. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. What, what attracted you to specifically? What was it just that Lorna was smart and, you know, this is such a different part and, you know. Yeah, I think, I, and this has happened a few times in my career where this, when I read the first page when she she's calling Mickey on the phone, I could hear her voice. Like I could hear the way she would talk. It kind of popped into my brain. And I, I thought, I just know how she walks and talks. I can feel it. I could feel the part of me that overlapped with her. And I right away loved her. For me, a key part to, um, I think the parts I've played successfully, I found a way to love these people, even if they're imperfect, even if they have struggles, like that's the first ingredient that I need. And I loved Lorna right away, loved how she talked, loved how she was fearless. And I thought it it really wasn't about comedy or drama, but a bonus is that this is something I've never done before. Yeah, absolutely. And Netflix, right? Like that's not a bad thing. I'd never worked for Netflix before. It was brand new. I've done network TV. Um, and there was something really neat about that. Like I said, I didn't even know what the word drops means. Like I, ne- I know now that it all happens today and we can see all these episodes at once. But, you know, I'm used to the world where you watch one episode every week and you wait for the next one to come out. I enjoy I enjoy Netflix shows so much. My husband and I 
once we get into a show, we sort of can't stop. You know, that thing where you can't go to sleep because you need to see the rest of the episodes. We've done that before. That's me on like, do you have like certain binges that you've done lately? Well, lately, it's so many. Um, the Dropout was amazing. Amanda Seyfried, amazing. She, so her good. work was incredible. In that. And then we, what did we just finish after The Dropout? What's, what is it? Oh, offend, defending. Oh, inventing Anna, the Anna Dell, that whole thing, inventing Anna, so good. And now we just started um, Anatomy. Is it Anatomy of a Serial Killer? Anatomy of a Scandal, with Sienna Miller. So see, I'm into it. Like once we get into it, we can't stop. That's why it's it's great when it's like it all just drops at once. And I love know. it. Yeah. Well, in addition to David E. Kelly and Nev Campbell, you know, I mean, reuniting with your ugly Betty co-star, Christopher Gorham. Now, I have to say, as I said, I'm on like almost at the end of episode six, episode after episode. I'm like, please, please just let them have a scene together. Now, Christopher oh, was already here, and I know that that doesn't happen. But no, you know it does. We're in an elevator together. He probably forgot. I'm going to have to talk to him about that. He forgot the memorable scene of our characters <laughs> riding the elevator together. Well, you know, and I have to say, he told me that and he actually sent them to me, these little like five second, maybe they're like 20 second clips that he took of the two of you of like yeah, Amanda and Henry. Goofing around, goofing around behind the scenes, yes. Well, I'm going to post those when this comes out. As yeah. you should. No, Chris Gorham is one of the nicest people. And I, I have a story about him when we did Ugly Betty together. Um, sadly, my father passed away after the first season. And... I didn't know Chris. Uh, he was in a very different storyline. He was always with Betty. Well, I was always at Mode Magazine. And one day he was asking me, he said, oh, how was your summer? We'd been on break. And I told him what had happened. And, and we didn't talk very much about it. But that night, the biggest box of chocolate chip cookies showed up from milk. I don't know if you've ever had them. They were chocolate with chocolate chip. The little note from Chris. And I'll never forget that little act of kindness that happened at a time where I really, really appreciated it. So for me, Every time I see Chris Gorham, I hug him and I say, where are my chocolate chip cookies? Because he really should deliver them to me every time he sees me. Kind of. I mean, and I live in New York City, so milk is literally, if you have to get chocolate chip cookies, that's, They're those are the so best. Good. And he introduced me. It's all his fault. It's such a nice guy. Yeah. What about Ugly Betty and Amanda? Like, did you realize, I mean, I know like hindsight's twenty twenty, but like, did you understand like when you were on the show for all those years and making this like what like what this meant to people and how this would just become a lot of people's favorite show ever i think we all knew that what we were doing was different now for me i'd come from i just graduated college i have a european history degree and a spanish degree and i was doing commercials in new york city i would have been thrilled to continue to do my olive garden commercials and, and the sort of those little jobs that i was doing ugly betty fell in my lap and I was so grateful. And I basically got a masterclass in acting from Judith Light, from America Ferreira, Vanessa Williams, Michael Urey, who is one of my best friends to this day. I kind of learned from these masters while having this amazing time. And there was the fashion and we got to go to all the awards shows. So early on, I had such a complete experience that after Ugly Betty ended, anything that comes up, I just feel like it's icing on the cake. I've there aren't a lot of actors and a lot of female actresses that I know that can say I've had my dream job. And from there, it's all just fun and it's all a thrill. And there are different things in every job. I sort of find something different uh, to take away from it. And I attribute that to having this experience that was so complete so early on. Wow. What did you learn like in particular from either like a Judith Light or like a Vanessa Williams? I think it was 
it was work hard and behave yourself, right? Know your lines and there's no drama. You, you show up ready to work and they all, I mean, Vanessa knew her first take, she knew all her lines. And from Michael, I learned he's, he is, an, first of all, he's so funny. So I, I actually wasn't very professional. Anytime I was near Michael, I would just start laughing. Before we even started a scene, I would be laughing. I ruined so many hours of footage just laughing at Michael. But they have this incredible craft so that when they show up, they're ready. And I learned that right away. Show up, let your first take be amazing, and then go from there. Wow. What about, you know, there's so much talk about like reboots these days. Like, have you guys had any, you know, serious talks of any reboots? And I think we all know that we all would. And it's something that we would love to do. I think it really, there's so many pieces that have to come together. But I, I certainly can speak for everyone and say it's something we would want for sure. Even if Amanda is like 90, still answering the phone, I think uh, I would still be very into that. I was just going to say, like, where do you think Amanda is today? She didn't go anywhere. She wants to know why no one's coming to work all this time. And she just sits in her office filing her nails. I don't think she ever really answered the phone anyway. So she doesn't notice that it's not ringing. But she is still just sitting there wondering where everyone went, wearing all the clothing, because that in her mind was her only job. Is she like, wait a second, these people look different. Like what happened to all of my old friends that used no, to No, I don't at? think she noticed. I don't think she notices because she's probably FaceTiming Mark all the time anyway. I love it. What about like, do you think a reboot could be done like without like Silvio here? Like, I mean, that would obviously be different. Yeah, it would be different. I think um, it, I, I would hope uh, if we could that it would honor Silvio's vision because it was such a beautiful vision. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You guys know I'm out here in the Hamptons for the summer. And with that comes a major announcement. I have started running in the morning at the crack of dawn at 5.30. Now, after being cooped up in the city all winter, I didn't have the proper running shoes. So I asked a friend what he can recommend. And he said, Allbirds. I figured, why not give them a try? Oh my God, listen, the Allbirds tree flyer. I cannot say enough great things about these shoes. They're lightweight, they're super springy, and they're so freaking comfortable. Listen, you know this is Housewives Ground Zero, so I gotta have the right shoes. You know, I might run into Ramona, I might run into Luann in the morning, and these shoes help make my long-distance running every morning feel so effortless. And even the days when, like, I don't want to do it because who wants to run at 5.30 in the morning? These shoes make the run so easy. And they're not just lightweight and comfortable, they're actually really stylish. They come in black, yellow, orange... I like the brown. So listen, lace up the tree flyer and get running today at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com. A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com. 
You know, for me living in New York City, space is everything. But the thing is, even if you have a big house, don't you want to take up as little space as possible? I have to tell you guys about Digs. They came up with a collapsible dog crate that is so easy to use and transport and store it, it, I don't know what else you would want to use for your, you know, dog. The Revolve was designed with safety first, of course, like that's the most important thing. Digs look to the baby industry for quality standards. And so this way, when the Revolve is like opened and closed, it's a single piece frame and it helps prevent injury to jaws and paws of your dog. It's convenient. It takes less than a minute to set up and you really just need one hand. You open it and you close it. And if you're going to be doing any traveling this summer, their passenger travel carrier, your dog gets to travel in five stars. And of course it's crash test rated. So there's nothing to worry about. It is completely safe for your furry little friend. Make home comfortable for your pet and go to digs.pet slash velvet and get 15% off site-wide. That's D-I-G-G-S dot pet slash velvet to get 15% off site-wide. It really was. And it's such a great show. What about, you know, just from the point of like diversity and inclusion, you know, like it's such a thing and like, even like look at like Netflix and like what they did with like Lincoln lawyer, you know, like, but I mean, ugly Betty was so ahead of its time in that sense. I mean, did you have an appreciation for that? You know, like, yeah, I think I, I actually was more surprised in the recent discussions about inclusion being this new thing. Ugly Betty was doing that 15 years ago. Um, and, and wasn't talking about inclusion, they were telling a story. Um, so I, I really appreciate all the discussions that are happening now. And I was a little bit spoiled um, back then because it was just built in. It was, it was just part of the, the success of this story was the inclusion. I think so too. Before we move on from Ugly Betty, like do you have like a particular favorite episode or just like a storyline? There was one, I mean, so many. There, I think there was one day where I don't think I was able to actually say any lines because it was a scene with Michael and I, Mark and Amanda, and we were trying to write a song about finding Amanda's adoptive father. And Michael Urie had a tiny Casio keyboard and was wearing Elton John's sunglasses and a fedora. And we were trying to write a song and it's it, Amanda made the worst song ever. And when I finished singing, he took off his glasses with a tear in his eye. And he said, that was the most beautiful song I ever heard. And I, every time he turned to me with these with these glasses on, with that look on his face, I, I ruined the scene. So I'll never forget how much my stomach hurt for a week after from laughing that hard. It seems very funny, but when I tell you the behind the scenes was much more amusing. We couldn't get it together. The crew was like, come on, this isn't funny anymore. And the more people say that when you're laughing, the harder it is to ever keep a straight face. I would literally think almost every scene that you guys were in together would just be like... But it got to the point where they would say action and I'd start laughing. He's like, I didn't do anything. I said, I know, but you're about to. And I know you're about to. And now I already can't stop laughing. Like you said, like, what a dream job. What about what was it like as Quinn Garvey on How I Met Your Mother? Oh, that was that was an incredible adventure. So I had had uh, my first child, Rex, and I had met with Carter uh, from How I Met Your Mother. And he said, you know, we'd love for you to come on the show and be Barney's love interest. And I said, that sounds amazing. I was a huge fan of the show. Uh, it was a different genre. I think it was a hybrid show. So it wasn't in front of a studio audience, but it wasn't a single camera. It sounded really interesting. And the day before my fitting, he called me and said, oh yeah, and you're playing a stripper. And I said, okay. <laughs> so like I said, I just had a baby. 
turned out to be amazing. She was a stripper with a heart of gold. I'm also not really a natural mover. So dancing around a stripper pole was something I was like, not, I'm up for anything, but wow, that would be interesting. And there was minimal actual strip of, strip of pole choreography. And it was mostly just a love story between Barney and Quinn, played by the amazing Neil Patrick Harris. What was he like to work with? So much fun. That whole, it was such, they were in their, I believe, 10th season at the time. So it was the efficiency of both like how they filmed and they all knew their characters so well. So I just got to pop in. It almost felt like theater. It felt like they'd been, they'd been running together for so long that I just got to pop in and watch them in action. They were all incredible. What, like, what a great group of people. I felt really lucky to be part of that. It was such a good show. Well, listen, you've yeah. been nominated for your role as Amanda Tannen and Ugly Betty many times over. So let's just put that out into the universe. Lincoln lawyer, Lorna, let's let's have some nominations coming here, people. Sure. Do you have any guilty pleasures that are like, do you get into reality TV at all? I mean, Netflix kills the game when it comes to that as well. Yeah, not really. I think I'm more into the sort of Netflix binge, that type of habit. I find I love when... You get into a show and know you have some time and are going to get to watch more of it. It's like reading a great book. And I find that watching TV that way, at first I didn't understand it. I was so used to that weekly appointment TV. So it's been really neat to um, kind of fall in love with this different type of storytelling where it's like when you get a chance, you can have like a little peek of the show. Even if you have 10 minutes, you get to watch some of it and then um, go back to your life. I love it like that. Now, is this true? Because now, are you and your husband, because I've looked for you now that I knew I was sitting down with you. Are you guys not on social media at all? I can't find a Twitter. I can't find an Instagram. No, we're not. We're not. I've tried it at different times. And I think it was particularly during the pandemic. I found that I found it more of a distraction than fulfilling. So it's like, I found that that you spend this sort of time looking and, and weighing like, should I post something? Should I not? And then I kind of asked myself at one point, if I spent as much time reading a book, for example, as I do sort of wondering if I'm supposed to be posting something or looking, what would happen? And I realized I didn't really miss it. And I read a lot more books. I think most people are great at it. I am not great at it. So we both kind of decided it's something we weren't necessarily going to participate in. I also have three kids and I want them to watch me not necessarily on my phone all the time. So it was a choice for us based on the fact that we just weren't very into it and maybe weren't very good at it. But I completely respect the people that are. I think there's a way to do it. And I just never quite found my way in. I am on the opposite. I'm so jealous. I would love to just, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I, and then it's like, I checked with like my team and I'm like, I can't find her. Can you know, like, I don't think she's on social media. And then I looked for your husband. I'm like, I'll just, I'm like, how freeing, like what a, well, I no, I think it's I also a matter it. of, I. it was also like, there's so much going on in the last two years, so much going on in the world that it didn't feel right to be like, I just got new sparkly shoes because that it was like, I never quite knew of the appropriateness in the context of what's going on in the world. And so I just, again, it was something and not, I never really share about my family. And that's what I was spending all my time doing. So it, it didn't necessarily feel genuine to me. And I think the people who do it very well do show a lot of themselves. And I sort of never found the way to do that. Wow. Well, like I said earlier, when, well, that's great. I mean, I just, I have visions in the night about being you and your husband <laughs> in the future and just stepping away from social media. And if this wasn't my job, I think like, cause I never posted right, it's your personal. job. Right. And that's, yeah. it's, 
obviously a very important part of uh, many, many of our jobs. And I never post anything personal. Like, I mean, not that I, I just don't want to, I'm just like, I use it totally as a business tool, but I still agree of like, oh, how great would life right. be if we could just step away? Well, like yeah. when we were talking about Lincoln lawyer earlier, like I said, I lived in New York. Like, is this true that you met your husband, fellow actor, Chris Diamantopoulos on a subway? We did. It was, um, we just celebrated our 17 year wedding anniversary yesterday. So we would have met 20 years ago. Um, and we met in Times Square on a Tuesday, walking by each other. Now, again, this was so long ago, people weren't staring at their phones. You would just walk to the, you know, to the next train. And I passed him and he, we were walking opposite directions. I passed him and I looked at him and something happened. I just couldn't look away. And he caught me looking at him. And it was just enough of an acknowledgement that uh, maybe a minute later, we, so we walked this way, he turned around and came and tapped me on the shoulder and said uh, that he thought he was lost. I knew he was lying, but I didn't care. Well, you couldn't look away because he is very attractive, if I must say so myself. There are a lot of, there are a lot of attractive people in New York, but the thing about Chris that remains, like there's just something about him that I, I can't look away. And I've never been able to, he's wonderful. He's, um, He's obviously like a great actor and he's super talented, but he's just an incredible human. Wow. Well, I mean, that is such a New York story for anyone that lives yeah. in New York. And, the like, great New and I'm always like, put, maybe that's also to full, full circle with the social media of it all. I think a lot of amazing things can happen when we actually look up. And I think part of that is because I met my husband that way. I've sort of built this family because in that moment I was just looking up and I, I always tell people like, we just don't want to miss all this great stuff that's out there. Wow. Is there a part of this business, like you've done so much, you've done so much too. Is there a part of this business that you really haven't tried that you still want to? No, like I said, I've already checked so many boxes. Um, so I think not really. I, I just now get to enjoy it more. I think that's sort of what's come with, with age and experience is that I can enjoy it and know that every job brings something different um, and is a surprise and, there's something really great about saying I've done all of these things that I never imagined doing. So let's see what else is out there. Do you have any advice for someone like that's just breaking into the business or even like yourself? And I mean, I guess your experience was different in the sense that like Ugly Betty came early in your career, but it seems like yes. that's not lost on you. Like you appreciate. Yes. Just no, I know that. I, I think, um, and again, I'm married to my, my husband's been in this business since he was nine years old. And my brother is an incredible acting coach in New York. And the thing I've just seen over and over is that it takes just diligence and work ethic and keeping your head together and trusting that if you do all of those things, you might get lucky enough to have a magical opportunity. Um, and none of it's guaranteed, but I do think the thing I've noticed about the people that have done well for a long time is they love what they do. They take it very seriously, but they may not take themselves so seriously. So the ability to laugh at the absurdity of the whole business while you're working really hard, while you are, you get an opportunity, you fight for it. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to keep doing that. That's why you bring some humor to all the roles like Lorna, as, as you said. Because well, every, in my mind, I have a, a laughter reflex where everything's funny. So some, and, and I think that has also helped me quite a bit is that even when things get really serious, there's always some humor. Um, and if we can laugh at ourselves, that, that, that will make the days easier. 
I think so. Do you want, is there someone that you just really want to work with in this business? Like if I said like, you know, next season on Lincoln Lawyer season two, I know you mentioned it. I think it's going to, we're going to see it back for a season two. I can just feel this, but like, let's just say we can cast anyone you want to be in scenes with you. Like, is there someone you're just dying to work with in this business? Michael Yuri, I can't help it. He and I were supposed to do before the pandemic um, shut us down. We were about to play brother and sister on a show called Fun um, that took place at a funeral home. Um, it didn't it didn't pan out for many reasons, but I do believe that my dream in life is to reteam with Michael Yuri. I'd love to play brother and sister, but we could play anything. Um, and I'd love to be on a set with him. I think the dream would be like a sitcom with an audience with Michael and I. And I just, I believe that will happen. Who knows when, but he is the, he is the one dream that I would love to reteam with. Wow. And maybe you could resurrect this pilot because that sounds like a really funny. Oh, it was so, uh, Michael Patrick King wrote it uh, with Tracy and John, who were two writers from Ugly Betty. And we were ready to go. I was getting on a plane. And then um, it, this was March of 2020 um, and the world kind of fell apart, but as sad as I was that that didn't happen, I do have this feeling that that, that little, that something from that will come to fruition later. Because I, wow. I think things things always find their way. Do you think it would have happened if it wasn't for the pandemic? Or oh yeah, we were about to we were about to start shooting, and I know I could just tell there was something um, special about it. And we had such a good time even reading it. And, and as we were pitching it, we got to pitch all over Los Angeles and walk into rooms and and uh, help be part of the creation of the idea. And, and that experience was something I'll never forget. Well, and maybe. I, Michael also, though, even not on set, I mean, he drove my cat and I to the vet last week. So he is in my life no matter what. It would just be really nice to have some of those shenanigans back on a set again. I'm picturing a brother and sister comedy, but maybe maybe next season of Lincoln Lawyer, he'll just pop up and make an appearance. Oh yeah, it would, and we would laugh the whole time about legal cases. What do you want people to take away as they watch Lincoln Lawyer and like particularly Lorna? Like, what do you want people to take away from her? I think um, for me, there's something about Lorna that she's easy, she would be easy to underestimate based on how she might present herself. Like neon high heels in a courtroom, it would be easy to roll your eyes. But what you realize is she is a fierce, smart, strong woman. And I've loved playing that. I love being both of those things wrapped into one. You can love fashion and love your heels and wear your little skirts and be the fiercest woman in the room. So I've I've loved that combination. I don't think it has to be like a you know ditzy fashion lover or hardcore lawyer in a turtleneck. I think you can combine those things and create a really colorful character. I love it. I totally agree. Well, like I said, I'm at the end of episode six. I cannot wait to watch these last four episodes. It was so great. You know, congratulations on the success of this. I think it's going to be, I'm predicting number one Netflix show because it drops today. So I'm just thinking it's all going to work out great. So, but it's really, it's such a great show. So like, congratulations on that. And nice seeing Chris before we got on to say hello. And thank you. And it was so nice talking with you. Thank you so much. It was really great talking to you. Thank you so much, Becky. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, 
feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.